0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle
0: Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: Thursday. Your it is control.
0: Thursday. Not quite the end of the week. Not quite there. So we get to keep talking about Psalm 61. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. You, do you have big plans for I'm tonight? I'm thrilled. <laughs> I don't know yet. I hope. I hope. I hope,
1: yeah. It's, I do know it's never a dull night at the Crozier house, so probably <laughs> probably something amazing is happening. Something, something will be happening. So what we have here is Psalm 61. Today we are reading from the New International Version, Psalm 61, for the director of music with stringed instruments of David. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings, for you have heard my vows, O God. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Increase the days of the king's life his years for many generations. May he be enthroned in God's presence forever. Appoint your love and faithfulness to protect him. Then will I
0: ever sing praise to your name and fulfill my vows day after day. Every day this week, we've really, I think, in in the conversation somewhere along the line, it's gotten to, hey, this psalm points back to Psalm 60. Yeah. And we've we've made several connections. Connections. Let me just say this. This psalm also points forward to Psalm 62. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So one of my favorite parts of this is, lead me to the rock Mm -hmm. that is higher than I. Next week, if the Lord wills that we have another week of text talk, we're going to get to Psalm 62. And in Psalm 62 and verse 7, we're going to actually let's go back to verse 6. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. Yeah, there God we go. is the rock. So here we, we're again. I mean, I remember that we said this in season two over and over again. I, I'm not sure that I can give you here's why all the Psalms are ordered in this way. And here's an organization. But man, there's plenty of times where I can come up with, oh, I think I know why that one was next. You find some themes I, I, running I, I, throughout I, these. You know, I get it. I, I don't. I don't know why in the big picture these ended up together, but I'm, I completely understand why an editor, even the Holy Spirit, put Psalm 61 between Psalm 60 and Psalm 62.
1: Mm-hmm. As we
0: as we look back at fearing the name of God and honoring the name of God, and then we look forward to God being the rock who is our refuge, our strong and mighty tower, all of that goes together there. It's, it's a powerful picture. And so we're learning about God,
1: and we're learning that He is our rock, and we're learning that He is our refuge. Um, you know, one of the things I'm taking away from this psalm this week is that as I pray, I learn more about God, and He's using that to expand my my view and my understanding of Him. Mm-hmm. Certainly in the Word of God, you know, His, his attributes are uh, given to us, and what's emphasized here now is His blessing upon the King and uh,
0: deliverance for His people there. Well, when you think about that, I want to go back to something you said earlier in the week. I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday, but you brought up the the concept of the because – Yes. The four. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was Monday because I think on Monday was when we, we got to talk a little bit about the couple of potential structures that people yeah, see. Yeah, we were doing here. some structures And stuff. so you see the, the three r- potential requests where in verses one and two, you have a request. And then verse three, you have the motivation for the request. And verse four, you have a request. And in verse five, you have the motivation for, because. And then in verse six and seven, you have this request about the king. And then in verse eight, you have the motivation, though that motivation is so I can. Yeah, and that's you know talking about God in that way in this Psalm. You're learning about God. Yes. So you brought up that we don't often get to the because we don't often think about that. That that led to a few things. I talking about the because the the because what causes David in this Psalm to pray prolong the life of the king? So as the as the ESV translators give it to us it sounds like a request when i was reading in the new american standard the other day i noticed it sounded more like a statement god do this not not yeah. will you do this but you you know this is this is going to happen we know you're going to do this here is a a confidence a confidence to pray this request prolong the life of the king may his years endure to all generations may he be enthroned forever before god appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him
1: what a great prayer for a king that he would be enthroned
0: forever. especially the King of Israel. <laughs> yeah, exactly, especially David-hmm Here, mm-hmm. here's his prayer and what would be the basis? Why would David have the courage and the confidence to pray this prayer? Th- you think because. it's it's not just a desire for a long life on his part? I'm certain that he does have a desire, but you know, he doesn't just pray for long life. Mm-hmm. He prays for being enthroned forever. Mm. He prays for enduring to all generations. I, I mean, that's that's it's a just, little bit beyond just, hey, let me do this a, for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. This is forever. Yeah. And wow, what a what an extreme big thing to ask, Yes. why would he do that? Here's what I think. I mean, first of all, we, we've already covered in this week the idea of the name of God, the, the promises he's already kept, who he is, his nature, and yeah. anchoring our prayers in that and, mm-hmm. and understanding that he does that. Yeah. But I think there's a specific event in David's life that provides him the courage and the confidence to pray this prayer, even as extreme as it is, though we do figure out that he does mean it somewhat figuratively as we as we go back. And the event occurred, we find two records of it in 2 Samuel 7 and in 1 Chronicles 17. All right. In Second Samuel 7 and First Chronicles 17, David was feeling a little bit guilty for living in his own house while God still was dwelling in a tent. Right. What he wanted to do was let God build the house. Right. And so you remember, where did where did David go first? He went and asked somebody. You remember who he asked? Yeah, he went and asked the prophet. Yeah. So he comes was to Nathan. Was it Gad or was no, it Nathan. Was Nathan? It was Nathan. It was that Nathan. It okay. He goes to Nathan. And you remember what Nathan oh, said? yeah, it was Nathan. Remember what Nathan said? Yeah, he said, Go do it. Do what is in your heart. Go build the house for God. So Nathan, just assuming that this is gonna be the thing, yeah, yeah. That's I what mean, God would want. Who who wouldn't want that? But then God comes to Nathan and says, Well, you remember what happened next? Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. That's <laughs> you a good did, summation. You didn't you didn't ask me. <laughs>
1: You're shooting from the hip.
0: <laughs> You're shooting from the hip, Nathan. Uh, that's, I, you know, when have I ever said I wanted that? Yeah. But then he gave David a promise, and this is the key to David. He says, "Look, I don't need you to build me a house, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to build you, build a, you house. a house." Yeah. He's making a play on words because he's not talking about a domicile. He's not talking about an edifice. He's not talking about a building. He's talking about his legacy. He's talking about his dynasty. He's talking about his descendants, who the house of David will be king forever. The, the as, as had been promised back in Genesis, the scepter will never leave Judah. And that's where David is. He is a part of that. Yeah. So it's 2 Samuel
1: 7 verse 12. When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his
0: kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. And, of course, he goes on and talks about how that's actually going to be with David's son Solomon. And so we see the idea of the ongoing dynasty, not just David himself, but that his line, his lineage is going to be king Forever, forever to all generations now here's something that I find just absolutely intriguing David go, Nathan comes to David tells David this David prays to God it's a stellar prayer it's a stellar prayer of faith and submission and thanksgiving but if you would i I'd like to hear what the new king James says very specifically there in second Samuel chapter 7 and verse 25
1: sure verse 25
0: I'm sorry verse 27 oh verse 27 yeah okay
1: For you, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, have revealed this to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore, your servant has
0: found it in his heart to pray this prayer to you. Okay, so the New King James there, he's found it in his heart. The SV there said, therefore, he has courage. He has courage, Courage. I should say. He takes heart. Ah. He is encouraged. Mm -hmm. Try to say only one of those words at a time. And... Basically, what we have is David says, I have had the courage to pray this prayer and that prayer there in 2 Samuel 7 and then in 1 Chronicles 17, and which, by the way, that, that verse is 1 Chronicles 17, 25. That's why I mixed up the verses a second ago. Oh. But we, we see the the parallel verses there, First Chronicles 17, 25, 2 Samuel 7 and verse 27. I have this courage or I, I have it in my heart or I took heart or I was encouraged because you gave this promise. Mm. I think Psalm 61 is built off of that. In the same way that David had the courage to pray, Mm -hmm. blessing upon his son, Mm -hmm. upon his lineage, because of what God had said to him, he has the courage to write this psalm, to, to pray. And again, I know it is somewhat figurative because while the words itself seem to be about one individual, as we tie it together, the promises given, it's really about this dynasty, about this family. And I think probably we'll find someone specific in this psalm, in these verses, maybe tomorrow, <laughs> to which these words do apply a little bit more literally, Yeah, but David can find the courage to pray this prayer mm-hmm. because of the Word of God. Yes, yes. I want to encourage us, to me, one of the best practices that is that has helped my prayer the most throughout all the years, and you know I've done a lot of study, a lot of teaching, a lot of writing yes. on prayer. You've got this, that this, book,
1: <laughs> High Voltage Prayer. <laughs> I'm not that trying is... to Available wherever fine books are sold. <laughs> this is not a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but you have done a lot of study on it. You but, did that book about praying like a psalmist, too. <laughs> yes. Wherever fine books are
0: sold. <laughs> okay, Now let me get to my point. The thing, through all of this, one of the things I've learned, not from one of my own books, but from somebody else's book, I will point out, is when we pray, where can I find the courage to pray? When I take a look at God's nature at God's word, mm-hmm. at God's will, at God's promises. It goes back to what you said the other day about the because that we don't often get to because God, because God, this is what you're like. I'm praying for this thing because right. God, this is what you want. Th- I'm praying for this, this is thing. your words, promise, right? Be- because this is what you've promised. Yeah, yeah. Because you've promised this, I'm praying for this. And th- that's the kind of praying that we can do in absolute, utter faith.
1: I've seen people collect um, scriptures together and publish them and they'll put it on a title, you know, the promise of God and and, uh, you know sometimes I've looked at those books and I thought well I mean it is nice to read those things but then what do I do with that you know am I just supposed to sit and wait for God to bring these things about I'm supposed to pray it. I'm yeah. supposed to learn about God's will and pray
0: those things. David says, I have the courage to pray this because here's what you said. Yeah. And again, and it wasn't just the prayer that he offered immediately. Here's another one. He has the courage to pray this, mm-hmm. the confidence, because he knows who God is and he knows what God has said. Right. He knows what God has promised. God has promised to set a king for all generations. He has promised to have a throne before him forever and that is going to come because of his steadfast love and faithfulness. And David has the courage. I Yes, I can cast out to God anything that I care about, uh, recognizing as long as I say, your will be done. I, mm-hmm. But as I grow in prayer, I think what I'm going to find is that my prayers are going to be a whole lot more based on the courage and confidence and encouragement I get by knowing who God is, knowing what he wants, seeing what he has promised, seeing what he values. And I can have that courage to offer those prayers in the same way David did these. And we find those in the scripture in
1: God's Word. We're so glad that you joined us today for Text Talk, walking through God's Word and uh, this psalm today in Psalm 61. Uh, I guess we need
0: to have a word of prayer. Let's have a prayer. All right. Holy God, thank you for this psalm. Thank you for the courage to pray that you have given us in this psalm, the courage to pray that you would lead us to the rock that is higher than Than we are, than is higher than I. Lord God, be our refuge. We know that you have been our refuge, and because of that, we ask you to continue. Lead us into your tent. Lead us into your house, and let us dwell there forever, because God, we know that you want all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, and we'd ask that you would help us to get that message of that truth out to to all mankind, to those who are lowly and to those who are in high positions, that we might bring the gospel to them all, because we know, Father, that's where you want it taken and help us and strengthen us to bear that fruit for your glory. It's through your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutes, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes.
1: Onward,
0: forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne. <coughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> I can't believe you had to cough. That's just, all right, it ruins the whole thing. The, the magic. <laughs> the magic is ruined. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. I just don't even know what I'm going to say next. Was it Nathan? We were talking about Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now...